is Leisha Holmes of Key Recruitment and I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined today by Amy Lester of Typing and Tasks. Welcome to Key Recruitment, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much indeed. It's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you over the last few months through, uh, through lockdown. But for those who are not familiar with you and your business, would you like to give us an overview of what you actually do? Yeah, of course. So um, my business, Typing and Tasks, we're a outsourced virtual assistant business. Um, so essentially we help small business owners predominantly to make more time. So we take away anything that's distracting, anything that's sort of admin heavy, that's not generating them any business. Um, and that allows them to focus a little bit more on the things that they're good at and the things that they enjoy and the things that make them money. Absolutely. And how, do you, how have you reached this point? Give us an overview of your background. Sure. So um, I launched my business full time about a year ago now. Um, prior to that, I was working actually in a recruitment um, agency. So um, I was the kind of ops manager, but I did pretty much everything that wasn't actually recruiting. Um, so that gave me kind of a really broad knowledge of things like finance, of marketing, of, you know, project management, um, and then, you know, all the kind of admin things that, again, like take up time. Um, and that's kind of the role that I've always found myself in. I've always been, um, I guess, like a supporting cast member to CEOs, um, managing directors, um, and sort of team leaders in that space. And um, basically just felt like there was an opportunity there for me to be able to do this on kind of a more um a more helpful way i guess is the best way to describe it in that um you know helping more small business owners um instead of just focusing my attention on one um being able to work across sort of six or seven different clients at any point to as i say you know pick up those things that they don't particularly want want to be doing um and there was a real opportunity there um and had a few conversations with people that i that i knew um that um, that I thought, you know, they might be potentially interested or they'd be the kind of people that would be honest enough to say that's a stupid idea, like it would never work um, and got really good feedback and yeah, just decided to go for it. Absolutely brilliant. And I mean, speaking as a recruiter myself and the biggest irony is that when I booked you in to do this, but a good week or so ago, I got a reminder from you about two hours ago saying, are you going <laughs> to an overview of what we're actually doing? So that, that sums it up. Recruiters typically, I would say, and I'm being very generic, but I've been one for nearly 22 years. We are natural salespeople. So therefore, we're not the best administrators or organisers. So I think I can see why you probably observed that in the company that you worked for and thought that's, that's potentially a really good market for you. So with that in mind that our audience is going to predominantly be made up of recruiters like myself, how do you think we can manage our time more effectively first and foremost? And then I don't know from that if you want to then talk about things that we can use to streamline ourselves, given that we've got technology available to us. Sure. So I think, I guess the main thing is figure out what you can outsource. Um, and I think this is applicable to, you know, your, your kind of one man band recruiters who, you know, maybe they've only got themselves and one or two other people, um, all the way through to kind of agencies that, you know, have resources and recruiters and, and many different, um, many different people working beneath them. Um, there's always the opportunity to be able to outsource things to people that have um, either a particular skill set or can do things more efficiently. Um, and I think really being able to identify those pain points quite early on is very important because it 
just save so much time um especially like you say predominantly in in recruitment and what i've observed and certainly i've got clients that are, are recruiters now you know they're they are natural salespeople. they need to do the things that they're good at and one of the things they're not so good at is the back like the back office like the administration making sure that you know crms and databases are kept up to date um you know making sure that as much as obviously the you know the deals are the thing that drive the business forward obviously if you don't get around to sending the invoices you're never getting paid um and yeah making sure that those things are um kind of outsourced to people that might be either have more capacity to, to do that or better equipped to do that for you um and then certainly as you say you know we're kind of at a really good point at the moment obviously with lockdown especially there's a lot of innovation that's happening in terms of um platforms and um you know solutions to kind of make make virtual working particularly in remote working um a lot smoother um and i think taking advantage of as many kind of platforms as, as possible um to kind of automate things is, is also a really good tip so um you know things like even things like just having like an accountancy platform um like it's amazing really how many how many companies how many individuals are just doing things on spreadsheets when there are more um efficient ways to be doing them that you know they don't have to cost the earth um so yeah that that's probably my main my main it, tip it can often be regarded as a false economy can't it to outsource you think well if i just carry on doing everything on my excel spreadsheet it's going to save me however much a month by paying a crm system or yeah you know, thinking about other, some of the other elements you know sending out terms and conditions you yeah know, things to a crm system updating your website if you were actually as a business owner to add up all those hours and then work out your hourly rate and then what potentially you would pay somebody like yourself it is an absolute false economy so i can see yeah. you've got a huge opportunity and i think you talk about what's happened since covid but you know we've seen a, a huge trend and a huge shift in, in people going alone you know and maybe they just want to stay as a you know there's nothing wrong with being a one woman or a one-man band at all because actually you've probably got a very high profit um, ratio on that yeah. so if that's potentially you know the growth market these are the sorts of people that could really benefit from considering somebody like yourself um yeah in terms of actually what they did they then decide to outsource yeah absolutely and i think um i think this market is does favor that kind of remote support um yeah. and you know especially when you're just starting out yeah. Your, your obviously your overheads are super important um and there's always obviously going to be a place for sort of, sort of full-time employee but when you're kind of making those um those small kind of steps to, towards establishing a business every penny counts um and you want to make sure that you're investing it wisely so how does it work then yeah, let's i mean obviously i'm, I'm an independent business owner but for our audience here sat there today thinking god you know i'm looking around thinking i've got all this paper everywhere where do they start do you i mean if they've literally got everything on paper how does that work from a gdpr perspective what's what are the sort of processes that you would go through to ensure that you can then manage that for them so it really depends on the individual client requirement i think um certainly from my perspective the first thing that I always do with my clients is we have a like an initial discovery call and we would talk through you know where the pain points are as you say you know are things on paper um, and obviously therefore not very compliant um, you know 
what's taking up all of their time what the what are the um what are the things that are keeping them up at night? Like what's the thing that's on that list that they've never got around to doing um, that ultimately they know is important. Um, and that's kind of my initial first, um, my, my initial first talking point really. And then from there we'll identify whether there is um, a real need to, you know, I'm quite happy and comfortable to actually say, you know, you need somebody in house. Like there are situations where they need they need a physical person, um, and I think a good VA will be able to identify the areas where they can add value versus the areas where actually you need you need somebody full time. Or even, you know, from a GDPR perspective, um, you know, there are people that are experts in that field, and likewise, a, a good VA will always be able to say like this isn't necessarily my area of expertise but I know somebody that is and certainly the way that I have structured my business is that I have I have people um like it's really important to me that I have people within my network that I would trust as referrals um to say like I'm not the best person that can help you with this but I know this person that that is you're effectively sort of living by your own mantra which is you're outsourcing and sort of doing the right thing and actually to hear that level of integrity is you know a huge big tick from me because sometimes we can't always help people and it's being brave enough to say no I, I can't I can't deliver what you need and they'll always remember that so, how, so it's interesting to talk about how you've structured your business so what's you know have you got a platform for growth yourself to have a, a network of virtual assistants I mean how are, how are you going to position typing in tasks for the future yeah, that is essentially, um, you know, it, I've only been operating the business full time for almost a year now. And um, I am already in a position where I have people that work with me. Like I say, you know, for example, I have, um, I can, I can write copy, but I wouldn't say that that was necessarily my number one strength. So I have someone that if um, a client comes to me and they're looking for a copywriter, then, you know, I pass them, I pass them on to, to the person within my team that does that. Um, and I think that allows me to, first of all, dedicate my time to the, the things that I'm really good at, like obviously, as I said, you know, I've, I've practiced what I preach. So I'm going around saying, you know, you need to outsource things to people that are, are better at them than you are. And I, I live by that mentality as well. Um, and then it allows me to um, really kind of understand my clients at a deep level. So I'm very, in terms of how I work, I'm very proactive as well as reactive so I'll always be able to identify areas where I can help them um, that maybe they haven't seen and I think if I was in the kind of mentality that no I've just got to say yes to everything I've got to take everything on that wouldn't allow me the freedom to do that yeah I agree I think that level of objectivity and impartiality is really crucial of having an external person rather than just an employee as such and that's very much the, the role we take with our clients as well. It's that level of deep dive and knowing that you've got a manageable portfolio of clients, you know, you're saying yes to the right ones and, and yeah. it's a level of trust, isn't it? It's, it's a true partnership style. It, that, that really resonates so, so well. It really does. So um, what are the worst, I mean, we've not even prepared this question, but I'm just going to throw it in there. Uh -oh. what, what are some of the worst habits you've seen recruiters have in terms of organisation? Like, well, who are the ones that do it really badly? Oh, it's really difficult. I mean, I think typically from both when I worked in an agency and also you know my experience of uh, with my clients and i'm obviously not going to bash anyone no. um but you know again it's that typical um that typical idea that you know people that work in recruitment they're salespeople at the core mm -hmm. and 
so the admin does slide and you know it'll be the basic things because when you're really busy and you've got you know deals going around your brain and you're thinking okay i've got to work through this process um you know you're worried whether somebody's going to accept an offer or whether they're going to get counted and you're kind of that all of that's going through your brain the things that you can't think about are you know have i updated the crm properly have i clocked in today have i booked my holiday like it is the kind of basic admin that you know it's as somebody that works in the back office it can be infuriating that something so basic gets missed but it's that's why people like me exist that's why people have in you know recruitment have ops managers and you know marketing managers and people that pick up um pick up the stuff that doesn't necessarily generate any revenue but it does effectively because it's all about streamlining and all working collaboratively and collegiately so what would the top tips be for those watching and listening about sort of thinking about getting themselves in a much more organized way and potentially working with a virtual assistant like yourself sure so i mean the the main thing for me is taking advantage of the tools that are available so the the big one that i get asked about a lot is things like diary management and i think if you're in a position to outsource something like that Mm. that's just a total weight off your mind like having somebody that can um you know they know your preferences they know you know the kind of people that you want to speak to they know how long to book a meeting for they know what kind of break you need in between um so if you're in a position where you've got the um you know the tangible revenue available to be able to outsource that i would say that's like number one on the list especially as a busy business owner um if they're not in a position to actually outsource that there's some really good free tools things like um calendly which is phenomenal um as a tool to be able to kind of manage your diary a little bit better um so take advantage of the things that are available as i say you know we're in a really kind of prosperous time in terms of um uh, the platforms and the tools that are available to us and I think taking advantage of those is probably number one um, anything that can help you sort of manage your to-do list more effectively I would say is a is a, a great tool as well so there's again there's plenty of free tools out there that you can use so things like Evernote or Todoist um, and likewise um, just from my perspective one of the things that's really helped me as a business owner is doing a lot of sort of professional development and a lot of reading around productivity and you know being time management and being more efficient um you know eat the frog so do the thing that you you know you don't want to do first like get that big chunky task that you've been putting off off the list first of all um and kind of structure your day in a more manageable way i love that eat the frog that might be the name of this post i think oh, <laughs> Absolute pleasure to actually virtually meet you at long last. Yeah. It's been really delightful and well done to both of our dogs for not barking throughout the whole video. Yes, very proud of them. I'm so proud of them too. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amy. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you. No problem. Thanks.